Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is December 16th. Today we are going to continue with the family proclamation to the world in paragraph 6. Paragraph 6 says, Husband and wife have a solemn responsibility to love and care for each other and for their children. Children are an heritage of the Lord. Parents have a sacred duty to rear their children in love and righteousness, to provide for their physical and spiritual needs, and to teach them to love and serve one another, observe the commandments of God, and be law-abiding citizens wherever they live. Husbands and wives, mothers and fathers, will be held accountable before God for the discharge of these obligations. Well, that's a little bit terrifying. (laughs) It's funny, I used to teach marriage and family relations in my ward back when they had that class. And every single time I would teach the class, the first half of the class was about marriage. And I felt like pretty capable of teaching that. I have an incredible marriage, mostly because I chose really well and my husband's amazing. But then we would get to the second half and it would be all about parenting and how to be this good parent. And I would always tell the people in my class, I would say, I'm so sorry that you're taking this class with me now rather than seven years ago, because seven years ago, before I became a parent, I knew exactly how to be the perfect parent. I knew exactly, (laughs) exactly how to raise my kids to be righteous and good and responsible and caring and obedient. And then I had kids and now I know nothing. So I would apologize. And same thing today. I don't think that there's anything of my own expertise that I could say about how to teach children to love and serve one another and obey the commandments of God and be law-abiding citizens. But we're going to talk about it today anyway, even though I'm so imperfect and even though I have no idea what I'm doing anymore, unlike when I didn't have kids and I knew exactly how to do it. But let's start at the beginning. It says, husband and wife have a solemn responsibility to love and care for each other and for their children. Now, what I love about this is that there's an equal responsibility shown here. And it's not just something that they should do. It's a responsibility that they have. And in equal ways, husbands and wives need to be nurturing and caring for each other. It's really interesting. Elder Haven wrote a book about covenant hearts. And in that, he talks a lot about the difference between a contractual relationship and a covenant relationship. And he talks about how in the world we're taught that relationships should be done and made by contract. And we have this idea that commitment requires contract. But he said the problem with that is that in contract, it allows each of the parties to give 50%. I do this and you do this. And then together we hit that 100% benchmark and everything goes forward fine. And he said that does not work in marriage. Because marriage is not meant to be a contract. It's not a contractual relationship. Rather, it's a covenant relationship. And covenant relationships are built on imperfect people. And so if every day I'm trying to bring 50% and I'm expecting my husband to bring 50%, there are going to be days where I don't have 50% to give. Or my husband doesn't have 50% to give. Or maybe neither of us do. And that leaves us at 70 or 60%. Well, that's not enough for a marriage. And so instead, every single day, both husband and wife are giving all of themselves to the relationship. 
all of themselves to that covenant marriage. And so if I'm giving 100% and my husband's giving 100% and we're both having off days and things aren't good, we're still getting there. Sometimes I pick up the slack for my husband. Sometimes he picks it up for me. But when we are both focused on one another and both focused on the Lord and both giving 100%, then we can take our marriage from not just a contractual relationship or an obligational relationship, but a covenant relationship based in tying our hearts to one another and joining our hearts with God. Something else in that paragraph that I think is important, and it might sound harsh and it might come out wrong, and I apologize if it rubs you the wrong way, but I don't think that it is a coincidence, the order that these things are listed here. It says, husband and wife have a solemn responsibility to love and care for each other and for their children. I think it's really easy in marriages and in relationships that as soon as we have children, we kind of lose the focus that we had on each other. We put all our focus there on those kids rather than on our marriages and on one another. And that can't be. In order to teach our children about happy families, happy lives, and happy marriages, we have to model that for them. Now, please remember, when we are teaching, especially about anything in this family proclamation, please remember we are teaching ideals. We are teaching something that we should strive for, but we also recognize and need to recognize imperfections in life. Life is messy. Life is not often ideal. And so when we talk about happy relationships or good marriages or things like that, I fully recognize and sympathize and my heart goes out that there are people who struggle and who don't experience that or don't have a covenant partner that's also giving 100% or maybe you're just trying to hold on, please know that there is always hope. And please know that Christ is able to heal our hearts and our families and our marriages. And don't get discouraged by the ideal that we teach if you are in a less than ideal or in a difficult or different situation. But it is true that the relationship that we model for our children can be just as much of a teacher as anything else that we do in the home. President Hunter once taught, speaking to the men, you should express regularly to your wife and children your reverence and respect for her. Indeed, one of the greatest things a father can do for his children is to love their mother. And that love and that relationship sets a tone for the family and for the home. President Benson once said, husbands and wives who love each other will find that love and loyalty are reciprocated. This love will provide a nurturing atmosphere for the emotional growth of children. Family life should be a time of happiness and joy that children can look back on with fond memories and associations. Now again, my friends, we are not going to be perfect. There are going to be times when we are not modeling perfect joy and happiness and peace for our children. But this is what we should strive for to teach our children about healthy marriages, to teach them about what respect in relationships look like, what communication in relationships look like. That kind of behavior and that kind of positive relationship will teach our sons how to become husbands and fathers, and it will teach our daughters what to expect in relationships and how to be a good wife and a good mother. It takes equal effort on both parties to create a beautiful 
covenant relationship, but the effort required is absolutely worth the blessings that flow from it. Truly, it is my belief that if as parents, we can model a covenant relationship, not a contractual one, but a covenant relationship with our spouse, then all these things that we need to teach our children can kind of follow naturally. If we have a covenant relationship with our spouse, we will rear our children in love and righteousness and provide for those physical and spiritual needs. But that relationship will also teach them to love and serve one another. It will teach them to observe the commandments of God. Teaching and rearing our children in righteousness follows a good, solid covenant marriage. Elder Howard once taught something that I think is so important when we're looking at the difference, especially between a contractual marriage and a covenant marriage. He said, if you want something to last forever, you treat it differently. You shield it and protect it. You never abuse it. You don't expose it to the elements. You don't make it common or ordinary. If it ever becomes tarnished, you lovingly polish it until it gleams again like new. It becomes special because you have made it so, and it grows more beautiful and precious as time goes on. My friends, we have a problem in our society about talking about falling in love, but you don't fall in love. Love isn't something that happens by accident. It's something that you create, and it's something that you do, and it's something that you work on and work for every single day of our lives. And that effort becomes easier when our focus is on one another and on the Lord. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.